Hello and welcome to this podcast, Tarish, with Deep P and me, Selva. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that will help you not just restart confidently, but also thrive and flourish in your second careers. We both are returnees ourselves, bringing our experiences of restarting, sharing both failure and success stories. In this season, we'll deep dive into the world of returnees and bring you expert interviews, research findings, and HR perspectives. So, if you're thinking of restarting your career but don't know where to begin, you've come to the right place. If you're wondering how to build that killer return-to-work resume or crack that dream job interview or even get an insider's view of recruiters hiring returnees, all that and more, we've got it all covered for you in this podcast. Are you ready? Because it's time for you to flourish. Absolutely. So tune in to Flourish, a one-of-a-kind podcast meant for all you lovely people returning to work. I'm Deepi Rao, a techie by profession, mentor by passion, and a certified happiness coach. And I am Selva Kani Selvaraj, a corporate HR expert, career success coach, and a certified psychologist. Welcome to the fourth episode of Season 1. In this episode, uh, we continue the expert interview with Pragati on building that awesome resume. Welcome back, Pragati. Yes, hello again. Hi, Pragati. So, in our previous episode, we learned about the preparation needed before we actually start writing the resume. Happy to share with you that we've got some amazing feedback from our listeners. That's great, Deepthi. Yeah, so in this episode, Pragati, we want to really focus on the actual writing of a standout knockout resume that anyone can use uh, with summarizing multiple career breaks. So we'd love to also cover related topics such as video resume, social media updates, and even the relevance of a cover letter. Sounds good. Let's do this. Cool. So preparing a resume itself, you know, to get started itself is a daunting task. And now we are coming to the part of actually writing it. Hmm. Let's take a deep breath first. <sighs> we need that for sure. So let's start with the very first things that we need in writing up the resume. It helps to keep a few handy details handy you know like basic facts about the start and end duration of each job profile a professional photo handy attention to details is critical you know like the contact details phone number and email remember to spell them right educational and certification details yes now comes the role specific details for all your or each of your employment Think of two to three key achievements and write it down just in a plain pen and paper. Reflect about your opening lines in the resume, also known as the executive summary or key objectives. And that brings us to ask you, Pragati, is it really a norm to have an executive summary or key objectives in the resume to give it a professional look? 
uh, what should you what should i include in that if at all if it's resume important yes selva executive summaries are your chance to catch the recruiter attention yeah. right um let's be mindful that most summaries tend to be very verbose and talk more about aspirations than actual accomplishment i always tell uh, you know i always tell candidates think of the summary as your introduction at an event if you were a chief guest and let's say you were walking into the stage what would you be like to be presented as right um and you all know that if the introduction of the speaker is very long the audience goes to sleep so classic example um let's say your executive summary could be something like 15 plus years of work experience in marketing where i launched three brands for fmcg companies and managed 360 degree online and offline campaigns I handle teams across India and Middle East um, for events, brand launches, partnerships, media planning. Good to add that I won X Y Z awards. So what you're doing here is you're focusing directly on the relevant bit uh, and keeping facts above English. That's a nice analogy, Pragati. You know, comparing yourself to a chief guest and summarizing it very crisply. it happens many times though i view my career as very fruitful but i might start thinking it's not an achievement it might have been just a run of the mill how do i summarize these i mean especially in technical roles uh, it becomes hard to quantify unless you know i have designed an architecture from scratch or filed patents it becomes difficult to quantify what would you say pragati I would just put uh, a very simple example here, Dipti. If you have completed a task from beginning till end, you should consider it to be an achievement. Um, I think no work is big or small. Um, if you have designed a poster and it was stuck for seven days on a wall, it you know resulted in footfalls. Um, if you're managing a team, if you were mentoring even one team member. these are all examples of achievements right uh, a lot of uh, tech talent uh, has contributed either individually or as part of a team to something or the other they can definitely be proud of it will come from you uh, and you will know what you can highlight as an achievement I, for example if there were team members promoted under you right it's a sign that you're a great leader um you have definitely excelled at managing on your own if you were an ic on a tech project for example right so focus on your strengths and highlight those across the resume i love that uh, pragati no work is too small just look for what really stood out for you and that's what you're saying it's beautiful now how should one then think about balancing qualitative statements and quantifying certain achievements Now, for example, functional roles, support function roles tend to be more about how you deliver it rather than what exactly you deliver. So it feels easier to quantify, let's say, a sales role, but not so much a marketing role. In such cases, could just one keep it as a highlight, or and not as achievements? Because at times it's just really overwhelming to find achievements for each role, especially for returnees. when they've taken so much of break and they are coming back and really refreshing these resumes so selva my vote would go for 
quantitative over qualitative, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think firm believer and, and across most of us recruiters that evidence always speaks for itself. Um, and when I say evidence, it means details, right? Any resume that goes into details uh, means that you know what you're talking about and you can prove it with numbers, right? There are a lot of resumes received where achievements are, you could use the term exaggerated or overstated, right? And then pretty much uh, normal, right? But when you probe it in an interview or when you try and cull out what actually mattered, um, you know, it, you can't hide it anymore, right? So if you've played a role that is quantifiable, focus on mentioning that. If not, qualitative endorsements work better if they're in form of references or testimonial. You know, you're talking about yourself, but the same way it is magic when someone else talks about your qualities and leadership skills. Uh, and a classic example here would be your LinkedIn references. Uh, when someone else endorses your leadership skills, your qualities, um, it is pure magic. That's true, Pragati. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's re it really helps to be quantitative over qualitative based on the kinds of roles you have done. Right. And moving to the next one. Usually I have this thing about grammar, you know. So how should I frame each sentence? Are there any guidelines, you know, you would want to go over, over around this, like, you know, active verb or passive verb? Like, for instance, um, should I use led a project of 20 team members or leading a project, right? So usually I go back and forth on these things and I'm sure a few other folks also would be in the same state. Anything on these lines, Pragati? Listen, do what comes naturally to you, right? If in an interview, you're going to talk in active work, then let the CV reflect the same. If not, go for passive. Pretty much a resume is a reflection of your identity, right? So the moment you do something unnatural, it pops out in the process. So just be yourself and speak the way you would uh, in any interaction. You're saying being authentic is a good tip and we'll take that. Now that we've covered, uh, Pragati, about how should I really write about what I did in my role, I want to move to handling breaks, career breaks within the sense, right? Um, so how do I summarize it without drawing too much attention to it? Pretty simple. I think you should mention the break and the timeline and the reason for the break in a single line. So let's say your experience, and, and ideally this is what a CV should look like. So your experience uh, should be chronologically from the most recent to the earliest, right? So we start mm -hmm. our experience with 2022 to 23 or till present, right? And then you go backwards. Any break, therefore, in that chronology can be mentioned in just a single line, uh, which will talk about the timeline, the reason, and that's it. Right. And the reason in one line only or so, right? Absolutely. Yeah, correct. So that way you won't be drawing too much, you know, unnecessary attention to the breaks. But now with so many things coming into the resume, right? We usually get stuck with now, what is the length of this resume? Where do I, you know, cut it and crop it around? Because normally, you know, uh, it's this industry standard to have about two pages 
which is a standard resume length, and it can sufficiently summarize all your important professional details. Longer than that would actually dilute the essence. Uh, what's your take on this, Pragati? Absolutely, Deepthi. I think two pages, maximum three. Reason three or three and a half would be good is if you, let's say, have more than 15 odd years of experience. Um, so learn to be crisp. Right. That's another keyword. Learn to be crisp, no matter what your years of experience is. With that, it's time to wrap this episode where we have covered all the different aspects of writing a good resume. Stay tuned and join us in our next episode where we will be talking about the other aspects around video resume, gaining visibility on job hunt sites, and more such useful tips. Ending this episode with this quote by Winston Churchill, who said, Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And for us in this episode, it's very apt to say, Your resume is not final. An interview is not fatal. It's your courage to continue that counts. Your feedback is our inspiration. We are delighted to know that so many of you liked our podcast and thank you all for your appreciation. Special mention to our ardent listener from around the world. Monalisa Afle, Kupali Dalvi, Kurunar Hanam Sagar and Vijay Bharadwaj. Thank you so much. Remember to like, share and subscribe to Flourish Podcast and help us reach many more who are looking for this inspiration to restart. Check our show notes for our social media connects and to know more about our guest speaker. Why just survive when you can thrive and flourish in your career? Bye folks, until the next time in our next episode.